0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children eighteen plus, you are tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, along with my main man, JC, John Coleman.
1: JC. Back in the hot seat again.
0: Back in the hot seat again. That's not even a, That's song. Not a song That's not a song, but it's not even try- a song, and I can't even sing. But it's good,
1: but it's Friday. That shows you that should show you how happy you are. Okay, Friday. so we're gonna
0: timestamp this. It is Friday. Uh, okay. It is Friday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um we had a special guest lined up for today. Yeah. Full disclosure. Yeah. I talk about Cindy Velez multiple times on this mm-hmm. um, show because she is one of my favorite bosses I've ever had. Nice. Unfortunately, Cindy couldn't make it. Oh, She's going to reschedule. Okay. Because I wanted her to be a part of the top producer series. Mm-hmm. She was once a top producing loan officer. She was once a top producing branch manager, a top producing regional manager. Okay. Then after 20 plus years in the mortgage industry, she flipped the script and went into real estate. Nice. Now she's a top realtor. Okay. So I'm like, who better to interview know, but right? someone yeah. like that? Yeah. Unfortunately, had a little tennis accident. Tennis. Uh-oh. Tennis accident blew her Achilles. Whoa. <sighs> yeah. So um, I guess we'll send some some good love towards Cindy. I yeah. hope she heals quickly. She's at the doctor's office right now. Okay. And I was thinking today, mm-hmm. let's talk about the five characteristics that make up a top-producing Sales professional, and we're going to speak to the loan officers today for sure. A top producing loan officer, but you know, like many things, if it correlates to a loan officer, it probably correlates to a doctor for sure. If it correlates to a doctor, it probably correlates to a life insurance salesperson. Yep. But I recently was asked by the local mortgage bankers association, uh, local chapter uh-huh. to present at their monthly luncheon, and I presented something on the lines of, This is why loan officers fail. Mm. But I'm like, Failure is kind of a negative term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try not to be negative. Let's try to be positive. Yeah. So instead of talking about the five characteristics of, of, of well, we are going to talk about the five characteristics of a successful. Mm-hmm. Basically, if you've inverted that, it would be like if you want to not be successful, then don't do yeah, any yeah, of these. Yeah, don't do these. All right? Okay. You ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Any questions?
1: Nah, I'm, I'm ready for
0: any this. Any suggestions? Uh, make it great. Make it great. Yeah. I will do my best to make it great again. Yeah. Make it great again. Yeah. Um, as we've been doing for the past 73 episodes, I now know. going on 74 episodes. Right. Yeah, pretty exciting. We're gonna hit that that century mark. mark. Yeah.
1: Before the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Oh, have you already mapped it out? Do I, you no, know have, the actual I date? I don't.
1: I don't know math. No, but two times a couple weeks. Who knows?
0: Okay. Yeah, we do two shows a week. We have another 26 to go. So that'd be 13 weeks. Are there 13 weeks left in the year? It's going to be close. Wow. It's going to be close. Yeah, look at that. I'm doing some quick math That's right good. there. All right, so let's go. Okay. These are going to be in order. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, these are in order. Okay. So, you need to dominate each individually. Try not to jump around. Okay. Five characteristics of a successful mortgage professional. Loan officer, salesperson. First, you need to be crazily accessible. Crazily accessible. Make yourself crazily acceptable. Accessible. (laughs) Jesus. And acceptable. Yes, you need to be acceptable, but accessible. Accessible. When your phone rings, you pick it up. Okay. It's that simple. When you get an email, you reply to it. When you get a text message, you reply to it. When you have a voicemail, you reply to it. But let me put some timestamps on that. If you have a voicemail, you need to reply to it within one hour. One hour. One hour. Text messages within 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Emails daily within two hours. Two
1: hours.
0: Crazily accessible, because people need to be able to depend on you. Mm -hmm. If they know they can reach you, they know that they can depend on you. Mm -hmm. Now, as I say this, There is a moment in your career, we'll call it the holy grail moment, Mm -hmm. where you need a team that is crazily accessible because maybe you're not. Mm -hmm. That's something you earn in life. You earn it by reaching a certain production point, Mm -hmm. a certain income point, and most importantly, a certain savings point. Mm -hmm. Look, if you had a point in your life and you have enough money saved Mm -hmm. that you're comfortable, that that you're going to be able to retire and live the lifestyle you're accustomed to, maybe you don't have to be as accessible. Mm. But early on in your career, until you have quote unquote made it, uh, and made it's gonna be different for some people. For some people made it is I'm a $50 million producer, I'm a $100 million producer. For some it's I'm an $18 million producer. Mm. But the characteristics that we're laying out today is to make sure you are at least a million dollar a month producer. If you're not doing a million dollars a month of, of self-sourced business, you have to follow these practices. If you're not doing $20 a year, then you need to to, to follow what we're saying today. So be crazily accessible. That means you pick up the phone and it rings. But then if you aren't able to pick it up, you reply quickly. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just to say, hey, I got your voicemail. I'm not available again until 3.30. Is it okay if I call you then? Mm -hmm. At least let people know that you're there. I call it embrace them. Give them a hug. Let them know, I'm here, I got your back, I can't get to you right now, but I promise to get to you today. Most people will respect that and they'll appreciate that. So that's number one. Okay. All right, number two would be proactively communicate. Proactive
1: communication.
0: Proactive communication. Do what you say you're gonna do, do it in the time frame that you said you're gonna do it, and never leave people hanging. Hmm. If you can proactively reach out, whether it's to a customer or a referral source and give them updates, you're going to set yourself apart from the competition. Mm -hmm. Now, if you notice, we have not said anything today that talks about being a great technician. That'll come, but that comes later. In order, you need to make yourself crazily accessible Mm -hmm. and proactively communicate. Mm -hmm. If people are calling you needing updates, or people are calling you needing to know what the next step is, you're not being proactive enough. Being proactive will allow you to stay in front of your client, in front of your referral source, in front of your paycheck, in a manner that no one is ever feeling like they're being left in the dark. Number three, yeah, relentlessly pursue all leads. Relentlessly pursue all leads. Think about it, you work so hard to generate a lead whether you're doing so utilizing social media, whether you're spending your hard-earned money purchasing leads, whether you are going out building relationships with with people in your community so that they refer your service to others. Mm -hmm. You work so hard to get it for your own doing. Why would you not relentlessly pursue? You can read dozens of sales books and sales studies, and they'll talk about seven it takes seven attempts to make a sale most people quit after one or two attempts Mm. meaning if you referred to me i need to call you text you email you seven times before i have exhausted my
1: probability to Mm. close you yeah it seems people give up after like the third or second maybe
0: yeah so relentlessly pursue all leads if i didn't get you this week let me try you in two weeks let me try you in three weeks let me try you in three months until you buy or die, I need to relentlessly pursue you.
1: What's the longest you've ever had to work to earn a client or a potential client that you can attest to?
0: Oh, 14 months. Really? Yeah. Do tell. Um, okay. Um, her first name is Samantha. Okay. I still remember it like it was
1: yesterday. <laughs> okay.
0: And Samantha came to us and, and she had a blemish on her credit. And I believe it was a foreclosure. Okay. And the loan program that she was going to qualify for required her to be four years post foreclosure. She wasn't. Mm. No worries. I have a system. By the way, the system is two file drawers. And what amounts to 31 plus 12 is 43. 43 hanging folders. Okay. Well, I put Samantha in one of those folders. And I made sure that I followed up with her all the way up until it was one month before she hit the four year mark on her foreclosure Yeah. and reintroduced myself. By the way, I didn't need to cause I, I did have a, like a, I call it like a canned CRM that would drip
1: okay, yeah. emails
0: on her, but mm-hmm. I still called her, uh, reminded her of our conversation, asked her if she was still interested in buying a home, let her know, where rates were ran some payments for her yeah got her excited about the opportunity again got her pre-approved picked up the phone called the realtor who originally referred her to me because i had that notated in my notes and the realtor had no idea who she was but i referred her back to her 60 days later closed her realtor is super happy uh i received a commission check yeah wow yep 14 months 14 months yeah, it's and, and I'm sure there's many stories like that, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of having a system and a process and making a priority. Yeah. So yeah, relentlessly pursue your leads. Now I talked about a realtor right then, yeah. um, and shout out to Holly Galarza because Holly Galarza was actually the realtor that we referred her to. Nice. And um, Holly's still in local Orlando market selling real estate, but. Um, on the on this particular example, when you relentlessly pursue, you're not just doing it for yourself. If you run a business where you refer on, you you rely on your referral partners to refer yeah, you. Yeah. So I'm doing a service
1: yeah. to
0: my realtor partners. So loan officers, listen up right here. I'm doing a service to my realtor partners when I relentlessly pursue all leads because I'm not just doing it for me, I'm doing it for them. What better value could you bring to a realtor partner yeah. than to relentlessly pursue all leads because more times than not they might not they might struggle as well with that mm-hmm. so if you're doing it, you're doing it for them and for you yeah so relentlessly pursue all leads so those are three things yep if you just did those three things, I promise you you would be successful that's it not wildly successful okay okay we're still missing two key components we talked about five yeah. key characteristics but these three. Make yourself crazily accessible, relentlessly pursue all leads, proactively communicate. If you can do all three of those, people are going to want to work with you. Hmm. They're going to look past some deficiencies
1: and you may ask, what are those deficiencies? What are those deficiencies? (laughs)
0: Yeah. Okay. Those deficiencies are characteristic four and characteristic five. By the way, if you're able to dominate all five of these characteristics, you are a $3 million a month, $5 million a month, $10 million a month type originator. You are someone who is making $360,000, half a million or a million dollars a year. Mm. If you're able to dominate all five, all five would put you in the category of Holy Grail. Mm. But i mentioned one, two, and three, because that's where you start. Number four, we haven't gotten into, which you would think would be someone's priority, which is be a subject matter expert. Yeah. Be a great technician. Know your programs and your products inside and out. Know them better than your underwriter. Know them better than your processor. When you're out on a sales call and someone asks you a question that's very technical, you're able to answer it with the utmost of confidence. Hmm. That's not in the top three, though. Why is it? Well, that's something someone can research. That's something someone can go to their scenario desk, their account executive, their sales manager. Mm -hmm. That is something that early on in your career, you could say, you know what, Mr. or Mrs. Client, you know what, Mr. or Mrs. Referral Source, the guidelines on that recently changed, and instead of me giving you the old answer, let me just go back to the office, I'm gonna pull up a couple emails, refresh a couple things, and I'll give you a call back in about an hour. Mm. What I really said is I have no freaking idea I'm clueless on that subject matter, but I'm a smart enough person that I can do some research or I have enough reach and resources that I'll ask someone who is smarter than me at this particular subject and get back to you. Mm. You can do that. Mm. that. That is something that you can, and I kind of hate this term, but you can fake until you make. Yeah. You know, understanding programs, products, and guidelines, that comes with experience. That also comes with a certain amount of um, aptitude, yeah. right? Some folks just have great aptitude for retaining that type of knowledge. Others, and I'm more in this boat, I have to continuously look it up. Yeah. Unless I'm doing it day in, day out, I have to continuously look it up. There's going to be guidelines that I can't remember if that was 2004, 2014, or 2020. Yeah. So I just I have to go back to the, the, the handbooks and look it up. Yeah. So if you can be a master at your craft... And you couple that with the first three characteristics. Okay, now you're like one step further to unicorn status. Okay. But please know it's not the end-all be-all. If you're starting your career or you're trying to take your career to the next level, being a subject matter expert does not come first. Hmm. Making yourself crazily accessible becomes first. Relentlessly pursuing all leads becomes Hmm. first. Proactively communicating. Wow, yeah. Then... You want to be a subject matter expert. Then you want to be able to know programs, products, guidelines. You want to be that, that rain man type savant mm. that just answers yeah. questions because you know
1: it. That's. I'm glad you articulated that because I would have started with know the stuff first and then many, retrofit.
0: You know, it's funny. Many sales professionals fail at becoming successful because they don't know how to prioritize their, um, their weeks, their schedule, or the characteristics that are required to become successful, Yeah. right? Yeah. You, I mean, why wouldn't you, I need to know everything about this. Okay. But if I can't depend on you to pick up your phone, when I call you, what good does it do me that, you know, a program product or guideline better than the next person? Cause if I got the next person on the phone, they made me feel warm and fuzzy. They let my anxiety level drop. And then I gave them two hours to go find the answer and get back to me. I mean, if, if, if you know everything, but you didn't call me seven times to try to earn my business and you stopped at two, I never got a chance to understand what you know. Uh, you stopped after two attempts. Look, I take seven. I'm an important person.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's the consumer's mentality. They're important people. Yeah. Right. They have other stuff going on. Not that they didn't want to talk to you the first couple times you reached out to them. They just didn't want to talk to you then. Mm. If you gave up, then the next person that calls them may catch them when they are ready. That's why we as salespeople have to reach out up to seven times just to make a sale. Mm -hmm. It's not that the person didn't want to talk to me the first six times, it's just the timing wasn't right. They weren't in the mood. You know, I do that to my childhood best friend. He lives in San Diego, Mm -hmm. I live in Orlando. He and I try to touch base at least four or five times a year. But there's certain times I look down on my phone and Brian's calling me, and it's not that I don't want to catch up with Brian. Right. But I don't want to catch up with him right then and there. Maybe my kids are in the car with me. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm late getting home to dinner. Yeah. Like yeah. You know, there's other things going on. Same thing goes when we're trying to sell our product or service. Our customers need us to reach out to them multiple times, not b- because the first three or four or five times they weren't in the right spot. Yeah. To have that conversation. Makes sense. Yeah. So trying to be, become being a technical savant. First, yeah, no, make it fourth. Wow, yeah. Make it fourth. Yeah. So now Lisa with one more.
1: Yeah, no, number five. I'm very curious as to what this one will be. Don't be an asshole. That's it. No, I'm <laughs> telling you, don't be an asshole.
0: No, that's it. I mean, it's be likable. Mm. Are you a positive person? Do people genuinely enjoy being with you? Hmm. That's fifth. You would think, wait a minute, but this is sales. Shouldn't that be number one? Uh, I have found over the past almost 20 years, people will allow you to be a negative prick. Hmm. If you know your stuff, yeah. if you relentlessly pursue especially if they're our leads, mm. if you are making yourself crazily accessible and you're proactively communicating, I can look past you having a personality of an armpit. Yeah. I, I can, but you're not going to reach unicorn status. Right, you're always going to have that whether you're smug, whether you're dismissive, whether you lack gratitude, whether Mm. you're just a negative person, Mm -hmm. you tend to bitch and complain more than give compliments. Yeah, but that's the fifth thing: don't be a dick, be a positive person, be nice, be likable. Yeah, make people want to be around you. Yeah, five characteristics. Pretty simple. That was awesome. Yeah, that was very helpful. Short, simple. A great place filler yeah. for our top producer series being delayed yeah. until after Cindy can maybe get her uh, Achilles
1: Achilles back up,
0: back up and running. I don't yeah. think that thing gets back up or anything. It's like a nine to twelve month uh, recovery.
1: We'll send her a shirt.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll still send her a shit. Oh, <laughs> send her a shirt. Yes, send, send her, her a shirt. Shirt. And wish her best of luck yes. in terms of rehab and recovery. Yes. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. This has been the Loan Officer Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Like us. Follow us on IG. Share us. Yeah. Leave us comments.
1: We read them all the time, by the way. We are starting to get a plethora of comments and believe us, guys. We read them and love them all.
0: Yep. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.